Hey, this is Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, here with Nadia White. Yes, hello. Yeah, and we're excited to present an all-new episode of our podcast after a six-month hiatus. But in recording this, um, we actually experienced a uh, electronic voice phenomenon, is what they call it in the paranormal industry. Uh, Kabuki Man's had some experience ghost hunting with uh, our friends in Ghost Adventures, uh, the Zach Bagans and uh, Jay Wosley, so... I've experienced a lot of ghost hunting. I've put in a lot of hours, if you don't believe it. Kabuki was a ghost hunter. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. But uh, so we recorded 44 hours of this podcast in the same manner. And this is the first time I've ever heard anything of this nature. An EVP is in this episode somewhere between an hour and 20 minutes and an hour and 25 minutes in. It's very quick. Um, it's actually after the word death, and we are talking about some some kind of spooky stuff. I don't want to um, live in this house anymore. I'm moving out. <laughs> so uh, we're not sure what it says, but if you guys hear it and uh, have an interpretation of what it says, it's always best to hear it uh, yourself first. So check it out and listen to the full episode and let us know what you think on our Facebook page. We'll be uh, live tweeting while we're playing this, so... You can uh, talk to us and follow along with all the video clips and news items we're talking about and all that good shit. So enjoy episode 22. 22. What do you got to say, Nadia? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great turkey day. And all you turkeys who are sacrificing your lives for us. Uh, Make we- sure everyone stuffs all their holes. Yes, turkeys are delicious. We appreciate your, your sacrifice. Don't come back and haunt us like poultry guys. Oh no, that's what this is. This is the ghost of all the turkeys. Oh no! Ah! Happy haunted Halloween. Halloween and Thanksgiving. Fuck. Bye. Bye. After dark. either but we gotta do it all right let's do it it's been six months fuck really yep time flies all right here we go yeah hey it's sergeant kabuki man nypd here again with another action-packed episode of after dark with nadia white (laughs) yes in the house the very sexy miss nadia white back again it's been a while how long has it been now? About six months. Uh, we've been... Are you fucking kidding me? Since our last episode, episode 21, uh, we became of age. And that's why we've disappeared for six months. Yeah. Went on a little <laughs> bit of a bender, I guess. Uh, uh, very busy. It happens. A Working, bender of work. Hustling, Fuck. Hustling, traveling across the, the country. So. Barely even been home. Yeah, this is... Uh, we miss all of Halloween in terms of being on the air because we were celebrating it. Well, Halloween's all year round, but specifically... technically this will be our Halloween episode going into Thanksgiving, because that'll be, by the time this thing comes out, the, uh... And that just came out. What was that? 
I don't know. Sneak preview. There's a ghost. There's a ghost in here. Oh, it's haunted. The studio is haunted here. (laughs) These new chairs. Oh, damn. From Ikea. Beautiful, beautiful chairs. Piss-colored yellow. Bright yellow. I hate them. The bright furniture at Ikea. It's great. Little... Little free shout out while I'm getting wafted over here. Somebody's <laughs> using the wafting technique. Oh my god. Open the windows and light a match. <laughs> you have to sit. He writes, ma'am. <laughs> you have to sit here with oh, me for two god hours. You have to be in here for two hours. Oh, alright. Well, um I'm work I'm working on your survival <laughs> instincts, like if you ever got captured and got put in like a gas chamber or something. Uh I'm good. I'm good on that. I've been in many uh, situations that train me for that. I don't need this. Was Zach Amico farting on you? Zach Amico living in a funeral home with 40 people. Farting all the time. With no windows. Ew. Oh, God. No windows. We actually uh, had to open the doors and put fans out there with the, uh, the trauma team. That was on Return to Newcomb High, but we'll talk about more action with the trauma team in a little bit. Let's kind of go in order of our adventures and then... You got a nice little list there. Like yeah, you're so professional. Order of things to talk about, and then this episode, you know, like we said, it's it's going to be our Halloween episode, uh, the second season of After Dark with Nani White. It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a lot of our our friends, special guests, and you know, we'll do the games we usually do, but then also we're going to take on different topics. Like you know, maybe we'll talk about some of our favorite movies, or um, in this case, some horrific situations, some. Uh, Real life horror stuff and uh, true crime. True crime, I guess it falls under two. Kinda. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nadia yeah, actually doesn't even know exactly what we're talking about. I kind of told you sort of what. You want to be a secret keeper? We're talking about, but secrets don't make friends. Yeah, I think it'd be better for you to kind of experience it along with the audience, um, kind of as I did. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that I've known of over the years, just kind of being a fan of true crime and and you're doing special effects, uh, you're doing research into different gore situations and true crime uh you know crime scene photography working on the force uh yeah working on the force you know <laughs> doing the sergeant kabuki man nypd thing uh looking for evidence across sake. the board while drinking sake yeah that this kind of ties into all that you know i was just kind of doing the research going down the rabbit hole looking at one thing and then leading to another thing and then you know six hours later you looked at all this weird information read all these stories and uh, it's kind of all related to it and i was going to kind of share that with you in this one of these experiences it was kind of kind of unique i was kind of looking at similar topics of death it's hard to explain we'll get into it in the second half of the show you sound like marcus parks <laughs> well it's it, i guess it would be inspired by uh Last podcast on the left, I was doing research to kind of, you know, look for new topics to do, cover on the show for Halloween. And, uh, yeah, you know. Now we're here. Useful procrastination. So. Where are we going to start at, boss man? Um, well, where we le- first left, last left off was actually one of our first live episodes at Exotica. Yes. With a That's bunch of a lovely crowd favorite so far. Everyone says that they need another episode like that. Yeah, getting a lot of good positive feedback from the fans of. After we should Dark. do more like a Howard Stern style with like weird, like uh, like Demon C does that has weird stuff going on that we can talk about on the air. Well, we got to have more people in studio. Uh, well, we're up and, here in the frozen north, and nobody cool lives here. Well, the other thing is we're always just kind of doing this on the fly. Whoever we can get on the phone to 
put the show together last minute. So True. That's just my suggestion. But we'll have some people in the studio. Actually, maybe in the next episode. We'll find out. It'll be a secret. You'll find out in the next episode. We might have someone in the studio. Might have a little visitor. For our next episode. So stay tuned for that. To and, be continued. You know, all the stuff that we've been working on over the last year, kind of put on pause for the last three to four months. We got the Eating Out with Nadia White. The eating competitive eating series on Nadia's YouTube page. So yeah, after after Exotica Chicago, we started doing a lot of special effects stuff over the summer. Got a lot of oh yeah, cool we did gigs that Nadia helped out as a special I, effects assistant. I have special effects credits on my IMDb you now. Some good good Look credits. A lot of very gory effects that all led to to uh, and a big monster. A big monster, yeah. Well, the first one was derailed. It was a double uh, derailed. Double derailed is, <laughs> is not the name of the movie. The it should name be is derailed, and it's a monster movie, but it's also a murder mystery. Murder mystery, a disaster movie, like a time movie. Uh, yeah, some ghost kind of movie. Ghost movie. There's a lot of elements. It's to everything. It. Uh, one of the writers, also one of the stars, Everett. Yeah. Uh, I love Everett. Explained to us that it was was kind of something that was trying to be everything all at once, but had different stages to it. And watching it after, you know, we we didn't get involved until the movie actually came to Philadelphia. They shot half of the movie in Los Angeles, but then they didn't shoot any of the special effects or any of the action stuff or the monster stuff, which is like the main meat of the movie. everything else doesn't matter so the important stuff the selling points of the movie they came to Philadelphia and hired me Sergeant Kabuki Man the dick and balls of the movie (laughs) to uh, do some pretty cool gore effects I don't want to give away too much but a lot of people getting ripped apart by this monster and then I really like the monster a lot coordinating the uh, we were the monster squad putting together this monster and then swimming around in this you almost drowned uh, well, I mean, I was you weren't swimming around in it. I was swimming around in it. Yeah, because I was about to get in there. You're crazy. <laughs> Whatever. We have to check it out. It's going to be screening at the, the New York City Horror Film Festival official selection on December 1st. If you check it out on Google, I'm sure you can see the, the dates. It's screening there. It's screening in Russia. So it's done. We, we did it, you know, four or five months ago, and the movie is already... Out, and... out. We got to see the Philly sneak preview of it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then after that, we got uh, sucked into the shitstorm with oh. trauma. Never forget <laughs> anything. Never forget about... trauma shitstorm. Yeah, never forget. Fuck. Well, uh, yeah, we've been talking about this on the show for a while. But now it happened. It. But everything happened. Everything we talked about came true. We did all of the shooting. We did the additional shooting actually at Exotica in Jersey. When we lived in the shit house for six weeks. Uh, we lived in the <sighs> trauma production office, which, aka the shit house in Astoria, Queens. With It wasn't as bad as some of the other trauma productions. There was only about... Say twelve to 15. fifteen people fluctuating living in a house on air mattresses. On air mattresses, technically it was a two bedroom house, but no, it was a one bedroom house. Well, the front office would have been a bedroom, but it was no. An that's like a living room. 
Oh, there was there was n- numerous rooms in the house. So well, but most of it was taken up by stuff. So we were all getting real cozy together. Yeah, well, it was the situation where when everyone lays down in the house, every inch of the floor is covered in but every people. floor, like the hallways and the front office and the side office and the upstairs, which was also a hot set. It was one of the the main bedrooms in the movie. Make a film movie, they say. It'll be glamorous, they say. Yeah, so it was quite the experience. I've been working in Charmville for 20 years, so I knew exactly what to expect, but it was Nadia's first time living in a movie production for over two months, two and a half well, months, something like that. I've lived in set houses before, but not that long and not that many people. Uh, yeah, well, it's... Tromaville, it's totally different. Totally different experience. I mean, it's a, it's it was... a way of life. I kind of go into it. was an amazing experience. I wouldn't have changed anything about it, but it was just long, and by the time that I, I, my part was done, I was ready to go home. But now I miss did. everybody. Now I miss everybody. But yeah, that was a lot of amazing celebrity cameos. Um, we had a good time. Yeah, living in Tromaville is always a life-changing experience. It was something that... It wasn't as bad as what you made it to be because you made me watch all the behind-the-scenes documentaries like the Poltergeist one and the Citizen Toxie one. Well, Lloyd makes that mandatory. You can check these things out on YouTube on the Tromaville YouTube page. If if it would have been like Poltergeist, I don't know if I could have done it. No, I mean, everything went as smooth as possible because I was working with uh, John Brennan and Justin Martell, two Stroma alumni. They've been around the block with, with Lloyd and helped make it as smooth as possible. We all know working with Lloyd and what made him happy. So Lloyd said it definitely was the smoothest Stroma production oh, yeah. he's had there in was many, like, many years. Nobody cried. Nobody had a meltdown. Nobody quit. For the most part. Actually, once we got into the swing of things, but like before we started shooting, there was a big shakeup with uh, some of the main uh, production department well, people. Well, that doesn't matter. Know. I'm talking about like the actual movie. Well, it did because they were the people that set up everything that we were supposed to start shooting, and then they all quit or got fired. <laughs> well, that's because they sucked. And it's not anyone else's fault that they're incompetent. It worked out. It worked yeah. out for the best. But What was your favorite part of the experience? I would say definitely the the gallons of shit. We did so many special effects. Uh, you know, I was also the special effects coordinator on the movie, working with Eric one, Fox. And, one thousand uh, gallons of shit. Uh, it was about five or six hundred gallons of shit. I, I felt and like then, I made five million gallons myself. I mean, it's a lot. We Ugh. had teams of people making fake shit in the kitchen at the club and at the crew house for... I would say probably four or five days straight if you put them all back to back, mm-hmm. making the the gallons of shit garbage cans filled with shit to fill the shit cannons that were septic into these pipes. pipes. Uh, I mean, the movie is just just so much stuff going on in the movie. But the short of it is, there is a pharmaceutical company that has released a drug called uh, Safe Spatia to cure entitlementia. Which is uh, pretty much as it sounds. I don't need to get into the explanation of it. So um, most people movie. now. Yes, you know when you're in a bad situation, you're not comfortable with. You take the drug and you're cool with it, kind of thing. You know, it's uh, it's much more than that. But so they're celebrating it on a yacht, 
and it is an adaptation of Shakespeare's The Tempest, uh, but it is Shakespeare's The Shitstorm, and Lloyd Kaufman, the director, also plays Prospero, who, through a series of events, gets these whales to free willy-style shit all over this yacht and capsize the boat, and, like, the big part of the first act is this giant shitstorm, which is... Pretty amazing. We've seen some cuts of, of the movie so far in the scenes, and it's, it's looking epic. You see all 600 gallons of shit on screen. <laughs> One of my favorite parts um, was the competitive eating scene we got to work in. Yeah, that's another thing. We had uh, you know people we've worked with on the trauma team and, and through our, our years come from all over the place to be a part of this movie including all over the, all over the world all over the world yeah. it was really inspiring that because trauma you know it's independent we won't really have any budget so these people came dropped their lives off for six weeks and came from across the world on their own dime for this labor of love which is really inspiring so like every time i would get pissy on set or like frustrated and everything you know, I would just look over at somebody who came from Iceland or the UK or Italy or Canada or wherever else, you know, Puerto Rico. And, you know, it would get me in a better mind mindset that uh, I shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. <coughs> All good friends of ours. If they weren't friends of ours already. Uh, you became friends. I mean, the trauma team really is the trauma team. It's an Trauma's inspiring. Trauma's family. Trauma is 100% yeah. family. I mean, I've been working in the entertainment industry for companies across the board for over 20 years, and it always comes back to trauma. I mean, it's been the best experience, and I'm glad we got to share that with Shakespeare's shitstorm. Yes. Um, but the scene that I did... Lloyd even said it was the most disgusting thing he has ever seen or filmed besides the birth of his children. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. Lloyd just kind of let us run with it. You know, whenever we came up with an idea that fit into the movie and, and what we were doing, you know, it's, it's all about excess and gluttony at this Prospero's retreat that he's got the pharmaceutical executives kind of partying at. Mm -hmm. And we thought what better than a giant buffet like big like uh orgy style buffet basically it was fucking disgusting uh so our good friend tim gravy brown who we talk about a lot we talk here. about quite a bit uh came in with uh, our friends uh, eric badlands booker and crazy, crazy. legs conti and Wayne Wonder. Wayne Wonder. And of course Nadia White all eating a like about 200 250 buffet of White Castle burgers. It was 120 White Castle burgers, like a bunch of loaves of crusty bread, a punch bowl full of tomato soup, a cake, cannolis, salad, a whole chicken, spaghetti, uh, smoked mackerel, and pig's feet. I don't know yeah, why there was spaghetti. There was... there was all the leftovers from catering the night before. I said spaghetti. Did you say spaghetti? But then but there was on top of it too. was sprinkled the drug that they use in the movie, which on our purposes is powdered sugar with food coloring. So all that food sprinkled with sugar and then lots of water like mushed on it. Yeah, it was horrible. Because 
horribly good. It looked great on camera. It it looked oh amazing. It looked amazing. It was amazing. Well, Lloyd was so happy, it. and everyone else ran out of the room because they were throwing up. Yeah, I mean, we're shooting in this nightclub, and we have probably 40 to 50 active persons a day on top of the crew, which is like 25 to 30 people. So there's probably, you know, while we're shooting this scene, you know, I would say 40 to 50 people conservatively watching, if not in the scene, because we had a bunch of people watching in the scene and stuff. It's pretty, pretty amazing, pretty epic. I'm so glad we got to do it and have everyone be a part of it. Yeah, no. Made a lot of people's dreams come true. <laughs> and we uh, got uh, Kabuki Man got to make a cameo yes. in it with a homage to The Warriors, one of my favorite movies. Shows the uh, the New York style of the late 70s. I've never seen The Warriors. You got to see it. It's amazing. There's a lot of movies I need to see. I'm lame and I get one... Uh, Hulu or Netflix and Amazon Prime and I pick shows that have been out for like 10 years and then I binge watch them and I never see anything else. Well, we got to start doing some movie I need to stop watching American Horror Story. I've been watching it for like five days straight now. Literally. There's nothing else on the TV. Well, it's good. It's a good show. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But speaking of the eating eating stuff brings us to basically after the shit storm and even during the shit storm you were doing competitive eating stuff what did you do during the shit storm went out to staten island big ass sloppy joe was that yeah giant sloppy joe and uh that well, was... the stuff in the movie yeah the stuff in the movie yeah i haven't really during that period i kind of took a little break from that because we just didn't have time to go out there was food challenges in new york we just didn't have time to go do them because we were literally shooting or working on the movie seven days a week 12 to 16 hours a day yeah it was pretty brutal pretty intense intense. fucking intense like camping we also had you know the eating out series and probably 30 to 40 different food videos that just were completely put on hold because we had to stop everything to work on the on the movie so there will be over the winter an influx of eating videos on youtube.com slash club nadia white we're gonna get some out this week too so go peep that yeah some hot spicy noodle challenges yeah and your roommate made a cameo in there yeah it broke broke some records i heard yeah it was the fastest Mm. one uh so that'll be coming out on the youtube channel and then also some stuff that's up psa don't get two times spicy ramen in your eye no don't get anything spicy in your eye or if you're (laughs) eating anything spicy don't rub your eye afterwards or use it or use the napkin that you wiped your mouth with to wipe your eyes yeah don't do that either (laughs) just don't touch anything somebody spicy chili oil somebody i know did that that's why when i do spicy challenges i wear gloves you think i'm crazy the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> PSA. Then after the shitstorm, you went out on a tour with Raina. I right? did. Miss Raina Huang. Raina is crazy on YouTube. Another uh, lovely eating lady. She almost killed me, I swear. And you were doing, what, five days, two challenges a day? Five so and ten a half, challenges. Five and a half days, two challenges a day. Oh. Uh, see, Straight, she, no breaks. She, no, she does that all the time, so she's used to it. 
But by the second to last day, I wasn't, my body was not feeling good. And uh, you can see it in some of the last videos. I just, I'm hurting. But I got through it, though. I got through it. You survived. And, and you can see some of those videos. They're linked on your YouTube page and on her, uh, what, Raina is crazy on YouTube, right? Yeah, Raina has all hers up now. Um, I still have to get all my versions together. Because that's a lot of videos. The coming coming weeks. We'll get it all together. And then after all that, we went back to Chicago again. So we from, went from Chicago Exotica all the way with four or five months later back to Chicago for the return of the Stripping Dead. Again, with our good friend, Tim, Tim Gravy, Gravy Brown. Brown. Good man. He's uh, brought us out for the last 10 years to the Admiral Theater, the biggest strip club slash old vaudeville theater in chicago for Absolutely beautiful very beautiful thing uh we we went out uh nadi came out last year with us and and did some uh helped out on some performances with mark the knife and visha visha lou and then this year she had her own performance uh slenderman I, performance i did it was my uh first official burlesque type thing and our our dear friends misumi max miss mm -hmm. maya sinstress was there Savannah Fox, hosted uh, by Mr. Chop Top himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mr. Bill Mosley. He was so nice. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and all the uh, Rob Zombie movies. The upcoming Three from Hell. And uh, also a movie that our friends Justin Martell and, and uh, Matt Mangiarides produced, The Alcoholist. He was in that, too. So check oh. that out. That's on Netflix or Amazon, I think. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah. So out in Chicago... With uh, the last year of the, this, I mean, it'll come back in some form, but Tim saying the last official, last official night of the stripping dead at the Admiral. Ten years running. It was the final chapter, so it was a good, nice end to it. And then also, Tim's got Taco in a Bag, this amazing restaurant out in Chicago. I tell everyone that goes out there, check it out. He did a Cheddar Goblin pop up. Macaroni and cheese pop up shop. The goddamn Cheddar Goblin. The Cheddar Goblin. Uh, I don't even look at the thing anymore. Mandy, the new movie uh, starring Nicolas Cage. It's some kind of weird psychedelic, uh, culty uh, type movie. A uh, lot of blood. It's the most Nicolas Cage movie you'll ever see. It's the best excuse for him to like use his acting skills, his freak out acting skills. A lot of cool special effects. And then there's this thing called the Cheddar Goblin, which is a commercial kind of like the commercials in RoboCop. It's in there for like 30 seconds, if that. But it kind of took on its uh, a life of its own on the internet with its own Twitter account and stuff. Cheddar Goblin wouldn't tweet me back. And Cheddar Goblin. It's got its own Twitter. Probably because I asked if he would barf mac and cheese in my asshole. That's probably. Probably why. How rude, Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> But the uh, Cheddar Goblin, it's a kind of a small world because the people who created it actually are uh, one of the directors and the special effects guy from Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, starring our good friend, Mr. Henry Zabrowski. Who just uh, got married. Who just got married to our friend, Natalie Jean. Congratulations to you, ladies and gentlemen there. And then also uh, Shane Morton for the original Cheddar Goblin design. So I was asked to recreate... The Cheddar Goblin to vomit macaroni and cheese for taco in a bag. And you can see some video of that up on the 
This thing made us well. miss three planes. Well, you know. And then they, Perfection takes time. And then they thought he was made out of explosives, and then the TSA guy touched your wiener. Yeah, because it's a large hunk of silicone. In so front we, of everyone. Don't, don't carry on about 15 to 20 pounds of silicone onto a, uh, a plane. I didn't even get stopped this time. It's uh, a miracle. Especially if you're in, you're in a hurry. But we, we made it. We made it work. It's fine. We're back. We went there. <laughs> and we, we missed the back. plane coming back to Exotica. Well, that means we had a good time. Sometimes. Uh, I know. Sometimes these things happen. Well. Yeah, that's all I can say. But we made it back. So we got back, and then we went to Exotica and uh, did the, the final shooting for the shitstorm where we had a lot of our friends from the adult industry, Miss uh, Miss Tanya Tate, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Bridget B. We had uh, Mallory Maneater. Ariel Aquinas. Ariel Aquinas. Uh, Ivan. Ivan. Johnny Goodluck was in it. Uh, who else did we get in there? Uh, Christiana Sin. Uh, Jillian Jansen, Charlie Classic. Oh, I love Charlie Classic. And uh, so many more. Rubber Doll. Rubber Doll, yes, who was also part of the Stripping Dead a few years back. So it was a good uh, good chance to get some of our, our friends in for their, their cameos in the Shitstorm, which is and we got all, so amazing. Uh, we brought some of the Shitstorm camera crew that have never been to an adult convention and it was so cute to see them like run around with their eyes all bugged out. <laughs> Yeah, they had a good time, Mister uh, Mister Fleming and Chris and Sebi, the the trauma editor, James, the uh, the sound sound man, production coordinator. Good team, the trauma team. Shout outs, and of course, Mister Lloyd Kaufman. We miss you, Lloyd. Miss you all. We'll see you very soon, though. Um, so that brings us kind of up to speed. Um, something else where, that was kind of going where are on. Where we now? Who am I? I don't even. I don't even know. That was going on. It started. Actually, we started talking about it briefly. What in the last episode or episode before that, uh, and went on, kept getting postponed. But I finally finished the Cannibal Corpse music video that I was directing. I'm so. I I don't want to see no Cheddar Goblin. I don't want to look at no Cannibal Corpse. These projects take time. But it was something that you were doing these different death scenes and shooting all this. But it looked really weird fucking shit. good. It came out really good. But all GoPro POV. It was postponed again and again and again. But everything's been shot. We shot everything in the script. I'm so happy with it. And it's with Metal Blade Records right now. And they're getting ready to finish the edit on it. So we'll have that out pretty soon. And then another thing. Speaking of Mr. Henry Zabrowski, a show that I helped produce and did special effects and was briefly in uh, called Trollville. Oh, fuck. It's so good. Trollville, a new series uh, created by Henry Zabrowski, his wife Natalie Jean, and our friend Cena. Um, five episodes on Vimeo right now. If you type Trollville, Henry Zabrowski, or look at, you know, I think you can link through lastpodcastnetworks.com. Um, only like a $1.99 episode. It's like $5 for the entire series. Definitely it worth it. worth it. Definitely oh my worth God. it. So funny. I was so pissed when we got done the fifth episode and I didn't have any more. Uh, it's a little sneak 
uh, Peak News. There, it, we did shoot two or three more episodes. There are episodes, other episodes of Trouble that will be coming down the pipeline. I'm sure. I got to see how the first five go, but it's some sneak, uh, some special guests like uh, some of the guys from Your Pretty Face Going to Hell, and you, me, Bill, little Bill's in it. My little pup. My little pup's in it. So, yeah, that's kind of up to speed if anyone uh, was wondering where we were at. But you know what I like about Trollville? Since you did the art direction on there, I see all of our stuff. Oh, yeah, that's one thing. Everything <laughs> in uh, Toby, the troll, the main character, is about an internet troll who lives in his mother's basement, but... The the stories happen when he interacts with society and has to come out of his basement and be in the real world. And the awkward interactions and the life lessons he learns along the way. Um, but yeah, basically his basement is the entire contents of our house. Everything mm-hmm. that's in here, all the shelves and the posters and the futons and the coffee tables and the bed everything yeah i basically moved the entire house into someone else's house and built it in a way that worked for the what did you do in your house uh i actually just slept on set i just stayed on set for a week (laughs) Um, i came back and forth i think once or twice but it was worth it it all shows on camera because it's all on camera trollville on vimeo uncle jumpy's (laughs) energy cola yeah all the uh different packaging Created for the world. Uh, our, our good friend Ashley Chris helped out with some of that stuff. And yeah, so that's that's where we're at now. And then also Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner. There is Season Pie. Uh, it's a season we shot right before the shitstorm, but everything, like I said, was put on hold to work on this movie, uh, which means we're going to have a lot of content coming out in the over the winter months which usually Everybody's what happens just gonna be bombarded by us yeah it's gonna be a lot it's nothing for six months and then everything for another six months and then nothing and then nothing again so fuck you guys but ah. yeah check it out uh doug there's a bunch of other movies and projects links to all this stuff up there and then uh, after dark with nadia whites on all the podcasts Situations too. You can check out our 44 hours or 40, 42 hours, 21 episodes, two hours each. After this, it'll be 44. Um, big shout out to our fans who didn't know about the show and then just listened to every episode we had nonstop. Yes, you guys are the real MVPs. And then contacted and said, hey, when are new episodes coming out over the last six months? We appreciate it. Yeah, everyone thought we quit. No, but we just We're been, still here. We just been busy, motherfucker. Yeah, we had shit we had to do. I have I have been home like I'm only home like two weeks out of the month. Yeah, the travel schedule has been pretty insane. I, with all this stuff, I still have to go on my modeling tours. Like after the day, like two days after Thanksgiving, I'm leaving again for two weeks. It's rough, you know, and and, and this podcast equipment, it's it's big. It's to carry around the whole setup. And every time that we go through TSA, they stop you and ask you what all this is. And then when you say it's a podcast, everybody is like, oh, I want to be in the entertainment business. Or I have a podcast. Or I do this. Or I'm like, oh, we have to catch a plane. Everyone. Everyone's got a podcast. Yeah. We're proof. 
Living proof of it. <laughs> Basically. I just wanted a soapbox to get on a bitch about stuff, honestly. Well, uh, before we get into our, our topic for the next hour, do you have any uh, anything else you want to plug? Your, uh, get on your soapbox here? My ass. Plug your ass? Yeah. Well, um, speaking of your ass, are you having some kind of sale on uh, mini vids or something like that? Um, yes, I have. A bunch of my clips have a temporary discount, but for the next two to three weeks, um, I am uploading a new video every single day. Um, same thing with clips for sale. Um, and then we're going to have everything on hot movies. Um, I'm getting ready to shoot a bunch more content for my website and all my clip stores in the next couple of weeks. Um, so look out for that. Just really exciting stuff. And like always, you can email me at booknadiawhite at gmail.com. If you want a very special video for yourself, I do do custom videos. Um, I'm always available to do them solo. Um, sometimes I do have models I can shoot with, but you have to check with me about my travel schedule and everyone else's because I do live in Philly and there are not very many of us here. Hey, hey. Basically, we've got all our plugs up in the first 40 minutes oh, of the uh, and also, and I'm on show. Sex Panther, which is a texting, sexting um, app that you can get, and you can send me all your dirty, filthy, perverted texts and pictures and all that good stuff. Yeah, so if you got to be a creep on your, your phone or the internet, you can... Pay to actually do it correctly instead <laughs> of just sending it and getting yelled at. Yeah, instead of just sending dick pics to random women um, that might screenshot them and send them to your workplace, your mother, your significant other, send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a service. I mean, it there's is. a service for everything. I will I will industry. take your dick pic. I will rate your cock, but only through Sex Panther. If you send it to me on anything else, I will shame you. There you go. Unless you're into that sort of thing. Then she won't shame you if Damn you are it. into it. How do you know? You have to look Fuck. at their their Sex Panther profile. <sighs> gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what else? So, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, Usually podcasts, they do all the plugs at the end of the show after they do something. We're just getting them out of the way. Well, we're just getting them out of the way. But that was our, our big update. Oh, usually for new listeners, new we listeners, we don't usually do to, that. Big thank you to Bad Dragon. Always big, big thank you to Bad Dragon. What do you mean, though? That we're saying thank you. Get that plug out of the way, too. <laughs> oh, just thank you. Thank you to Bad Dragon. For all the wonderful things that you do for us and Trauma. Bad Dragon, the purveyors of the world's finest premium silicone animal and monster dildos i'm quite a fan most people are yeah bad dragon good dudes they helped out with some of the the funding for the shitstorm. yes and we got them in on the movie at exotica uh the nice convention people that we see all the time speaking of bad dragon Ooh. yeah now's a good time to thank our sponsors who have helped us on this journey to bring After Dark with Nani White to Our you. Our Lord and Savior besides Satan. The giant reptile penis in the sky. The giant reptile penis is created by the good people at Bad Dragon Toys. Bad Dragon Industries. Makes fine, high-quality silicone. Very lifelike if certain creatures are real. Silicone animal dongs. Animal dongs. Fantasy creature... Penises and of any shape, flippers, size, variety, 
uh, All cock sheaths, mouths you can fuck, pussies, butts. They, if you can fuck it, they can make it. <laughs> if you can dream it that you can fuck it, they can make it. That's the actually more accurate. That I is, retract, actually I you can on the website give your input and they are constantly making new products that are that cater to the audience that wants to have monster penises inserted inside of them. Me? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> many, many people, a lot of our friends, we talk to a lot of people on this show and a lot of people know about the bad dragon in their Everybody, personal lives. Nobody has a bad thing to say about the dragon. That's true. And you can find out more at bad dash dragon. Dot com mm-hmm. or is it bad trash? It's got a dash in there because if you try to look up something else, I don't think that's what you're gonna find. Or just check out Bad Dragon on Google and all that stuff. You'll find it on the social medias. Yes, that kind of stuff. And then uh, most recently, you used their dolphin. Yes, Kona the dolphin. I used that in a, um, a soon to be released uh, series with our previous guest Mia K. Mia K, and that will be on one of our other sponsors' websites, hotmovies.com. <laughs> hotmovies.com. Uh, Nani has a page on there. Is it uh, Club Nani White? After Dark, I think. I think it's just Nani White, actually. Yeah, it's just, so just look up Nani White and you'll find it. me. No, it's uh, hotmovies.com slash Nani White, and yes. you can see all the sexy action with the Bad Dragon toys and a lot of there's, different scenes. There's several ones on there. Um, so you can see the solo or with another lady, you know. Very true. Uh, so yeah, check that out at hotmovies.com. Where you pay per minute, pay per minute, uh, or if you go to hotmovies.com/slash trauma, you can get thirty free minutes on the trauma team. Check out some of our sexy movies on there, or check out Nadia or some of the other things that are up what's there. better. What's better than free porn? Uh, more free porn. No free porn gotten. Truthfully. Oh, yes. Well, that's actually true because I believe, you know, the theaters still make the money if they're you're looking at their content. It's it's hot movies. Fulfills. It's, it's it's a way different than pirated porn. It is. It's it's the so honest get your, way. Get your honest free 30 minutes on hot movies. So, yes, that's true. So uh, get your minutes of sexy times at hotmovies.com and your monster dongs at I mean, Bad Dragon. If, <laughs> if if you can crank one out in three minutes, that's 10 masturbation sessions worth for free right there. It's true. Yeah. Working ants. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much to our sponsors. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you. We could not have continued this sexy journey without you and we use your products on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> hey. All right. Now back to the action. Amazing dudes and ladies. Ladies and dudes. Well, everybody. Dude is a generic term. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. I'm dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. In the uh, Good Burger. Yeah. Home of the Good Burger. Oh, speaking of Bad Dragon, the tentacle toy that they have, I'm very disappointed we did not get back to see the tentacle building. It's still here. We should go see it. Uh, Let's go tomorrow. But there's, we'll post it on the After Dark. There is the After Dark Facebook page. We'll be a little more active on that <laughs> now that we're going to have new but episodes. But you'll see art installation at an abandoned building where like, there's these huge tentacles that are coming out of every single window, and they're inflatable, so they move with the the breeze. But it looks just like um, one of Bad Dragon's products. 
the tentacle from Bad Dragon, which is also a, an homage to the tentacle from Maniac Mansion. The colors, that, the green and uh, purple tentacle, and these... That uh, video game? Yeah, it's amazing. Down in the Navy Yard in Philadelphia, you can go down there and see it pretty much any day um, during the day or night. I think there might be cutoff hours to it, but basically when you get down there, it's a giant building, and these tentacles are easily two to three stories tall each. Yeah, sticking out of the building. So they're coming off oh, yeah. the roof and out of the windows and stuff. It's a huge industrial building. Yeah, it's a big industrial building with these giant open window spaces that uh, you know might have been glass broken out or something like that. But it is epic. If you're a fan of Cthulhu or Octopus or Kraken or anything, any kind of tentacle uh, fetish stuff. Tentacle rape. Tentacle rape. I didn't want to say that, but tentacle love. Whatever it is. Whatever you're consensual, into. Consensual, non-consensual. Tentacle sex. You know, to each his or her own. As long as they're safe and, you know, everyone's uh, doing it by the books. There's a, so says there, Sergeant Kabuki Man in YPD. A, there's, a, there's a book about how to have tentacle sex. Yeah, there is. Many. They're called Manga. Oh. Manga. There's a bunch of That's movies, not... too. Oh, like what's the There's one? There's a the bunch Lord... of movies too. What's the what's the ma- the first one that was like Lord of the Overfiend? Uh, the eighties one. We're gonna have to do a whole separate episode on that. I don't want to get into a tentacle. Oh, we tentacle can do, porn let's do right a now. whole episode on hentai. We can do that. All right, fair but before enough. we get to the episode, fair enough. Subject this time. Uh, you were saying, did you want to do one more of these article? Well. we'll... Oh yeah. Go over a few crazy dumbass people or dumb weird articles. Stuff. Yeah, I got one. And you guys can vote on the the Facebook which is the weirder article. Got two. I might actually have two of them. Check out. We'll see. I mean, I'll go first. Now, mine isn't necessarily as weird as it ties into um like sex stuff. But a 69-year-old Dutch man attempts to legally lower his age to 49. Now, media personality Emil Hattelbrand says dropping 20 years from his age will put him in a, quote, in a luxurious position, end quote, on Tinder. So this perverted old man only wants to legally change his birthday so he can get poon on fucking tender but his his i mean it's it's i guess it's it's, kind of crazy but but it's it's, like totally believable it's not like that outrageous you know but i just like the really really but but no that should be on like a seth meyers sketch in silent life really shut up (laughs) no but his justification for it is because People are transgender. They can change their gender. Why can't he change his age? That's dumbassery. I mean, this guy's stupid. I mean, that's not really a defense. I don't know. Changing like legal facts. It's not even like, you know. Your gender is different from the year that you were born. That erases like so much of your history and legal paperwork and everything is what the court said. Yeah, I mean, it it, it didn't get passed, it's, right? It's just didn't. two different things, and it's it's a fucking mockery of a lot of people's lives. Yeah, so this guy, very... this guy is a dumbass of the day. Fuck you, guy. Hope your old dick shrivels and falls off. 
Yeah, it was very weird, weird story, but I didn't think it was that that crazy, that crazy. It just stuck out of everything that I read. The other thing I saw was a, a rat chasing a squirrel. So <laughs> nothing there... that crazy on the news. No, this time uh, I think I found a few. I I found one, and then right after I saw it, I was like, "That's pretty crazy." And then there was another one. So I'll give you two of them. Two. Double dose. The double D. A double D. Oh, yeah. Uh, The first one, uh, a man's rectum falls out after playing phone games on the toilet. So a man was sitting on the toilet for too long. He was playing video games on his phone and, you know, was enjoying his private time away from his wife and kids or whatever. And uh, he's got a prolapse anus, (laughs) which it's... Not that common, but it is something that happens. Basically, it's common in the porn world more than. Well, obviously, in the porn world, it's. Uh, I figured you'd get a kick out of that because it's, I no, I, it's more... I saw that. I forgot about that. That was a few weeks ago, but you know that that's why I tell you not to sit in there that long because your butthole will turn out. I think I'm all right. I think my. I'm gonna time you from now, and you have, only uh, have ten minutes. Secure superhero butthole. <laughs> that's what we all say. It's all that sushi and sake keeps it tight. <laughs> but uh, but this guy already had a prolapse condition, and this was, it was aggravated by well, sitting yeah. there for too long and well, he fell said, out. Even if you don't have a prolapse, like sitting there too long will give you hemorrhoids. It was gravity. It was gravity, basically. Gravity sucked his ass out. Well, that's that's if you go down to like the bottom of the pool filter Is that and real? stick your ass there. Does that oh, happen to people? Oh, that's real. Damn, yeah. See that shit on the force all the time. I have to go. Pull a kid out of a pool filter. His asshole falls out. Yep. That's his animes. What if you put your vagina on it? Um, same thing. Your asshole would fall out. It would suck through your vagina. <laughs> suck through your vagina. <laughs> you know your vagina can prolapse. I uh, bet it can. Now you, the more you know. The more you know. Check it out, folks. Uh, all right, I got another one for you. If you didn't think that was crazy. Uh, this teacher had to tell her deaf students that people can hear farts. <laughs> Their reaction was hilarious. So basically, this woman was a first grade teacher. So um, no, I don't think there's there's a video of like the hand signal for farts. But basically, what is the hand signal for farts? Describe it to me. Uh, here you can you can watch it here. Let's see if it's. It's going to show. Uh, basically, this teacher had a six-year-old student, first grade. Uh, All right, kids. I'm watching it. Oh, there it is. It's a little toot. Toot. A little toot. There's all kinds of fart hand move. I think those was all different, like, poo, poo. It's like a little octopus. <laughs> but basically, the... We're going to uh, put that on the after dark. There was a kid, because it's, it's a mixed disabled class, so some kids are blind. Some kids can't hear, so this kid couldn't hear. He's deaf, but he can see hand signals. So the kid's sitting there farting very loudly, <laughs> but he can't hear the farts. So the uh, I guess the deaf kids, or no, the uh, the blind kids are hearing it and laughing. And then the deaf kids like seeing these people laughing at him, but he's like, why are why are these? He's hand Doesn't signaling. He smell it. Well, he can smell it, but he doesn't realize that it's coming from him. Maybe I don't know. 
you'd feel your butthole move. It's a younger kid. So the teacher had to describe to the kid, like, when you feel your butt vibrate, that's probably when people hear the fart. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so she's like, it's like, they can hear it all the time. So, like, this, she had to have a conversation with this kid with hand signals at in school, that's your old kid. Saying, actually, I mean, you could read the whole actual transcription of it is, is here. Oh, read it to me. Um, uh, she says, uh, it's a pretty long conversation. I don't know. Why are they, oh, come on here. Why are they looking at me? Because they heard you fart. What do you mean? Hearing people can hear farts. <laughs> totally horrified. Wait, they can hear all farts? Well, no, not all farts, but some of them, yes. How do you know which farts they can hear and which farts they can't? Hmm. You know how sometimes you can feel your butt move when you fart? A lot of those they can hear. <laughs> <laughs> But if your butt doesn't move, it's more likely they didn't hear it. And that's common sense. The more you know. So the more your the butt kid, vibrates. The tell louder. them to stop listening to my farts. That is not nice. This is a six-year-old kid. <laughs> hearing kids can't stop hearing farts. It just happens. I will just stop farting then. Everyone farts. It is healthy. You can't stop. Wait, everyone? Even my mom? Yep. My dad? Yep. You? Yep. And so the kid starts laughing. So you can hear and smell all of the farts? Some of the farts, yes. Not all of them. Can hearing people see farts? <laughs> <laughs> it keeps going. Uh, yeah, green smoke comes out of there, but I saw it on TV. This is another kid. So there's other kids doing the sign language in the conversation. And then the teacher's like, that doesn't happen in real life. What? Ugh. I don't understand farts. And then she says, I went to college for eight years to have these conversations. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So those three articles. Is it the seven-year-old man who wanted to be 50 on Tinder? <laughs> or is it the... I mean, why couldn't he just lie about his age on Tinder? I could think it's legally they check their ID. You have to scan your IDs or something. No, you don't. I don't know how Tinder works exactly. I'm not sure. Is it the man's rectum falling out while playing video games on the toilet? Or is it the teacher having to explain to a deaf child that farts make noise? <laughs> that makes my heart smile. That makes my fart smile. Stop farting. That was you. You've been farting the entire time. No, I haven't. Yep. I, I have my headphones on. I can't hear anything. <laughs> let's, well, that's it. You're deaf. You can't hear, but you've been farting. And you can still smell it. You're welcome. You're still doing. You're still going. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, so you can vote on our Facebook page on those three stories and see which is the... Which would you rather? I don't know how that would apply to it, but something. Check it out. Look at the Facebook page. There'll be links to all this other shit we're talking about. All that stuff. So, now it gets down to the second hour of our program. This is the... Oh, it's the second hour already. Yeah, we're coming up on it very soon. By the time I explain what we're going to be talking about. Dang. This is... Uh, we're getting very scientific. Uh. 
not really scientific, but this is be a little bit of a a uh, little bit of a history, a little bit of a true crime, a little bit of a uh, real life horror stuff. Um, you know, we've all been in the situation with the the advent of this thing called the internet, with all the information on the information superhighway. It's not for information; it's for whack material. I don't know. I uh, I do. I use it for the research. I use it for the articles. Mm. Not the pictures. Who jacks off the pictures anyway? I don't know. It's well, so, you look at some of these pictures. It's so like Stone Age. So that's the thing. You you, you start looking at one topic, and then you start looking at the pictures the of that topic, hole. and then you yeah, you're going down the the rabbit hole. You start searching for one thing, and it's like, oh well, this person was involved with this thing, and this thing, and it all comes from one situation. I thought that was interesting too. So it's kind of uh, you know. We're going to get into the, the horrors of the internet in a lot of ways here. But, how, so, how do you want to start, I can start with a topic and start going through the situation and bring to the end of how I ended up getting to this topic, or I can start at the beginning and say, okay, this is how I started, because it's kind of a weird way to get into this. What do you think is better? Should I tell you at the end or the at the beginning? option. Should tell you at the end? Yes. Let's leave everybody, me including, in suspense in and suspense. anticipation. Because there's no way you're gonna figure it out. It'll be like a little little whodunit mystery. So let me let me pull up my my notes here. So I was doing some research for a special effects thing I had to do, and it involved a realistic death thing. It's actually something for Halloween uh, that we had to do. Or I had to do. I actually had to fake my own death at a rave, basically. <clears throat> oh yeah. At midnight, actually, was hired. Uh, they gave me a decent amount of money to go out with a gun into a crowd of strangers. A fake gun, of course. A fake gun, but I mean, it looked real. I was wearing a uh, Grim Reaper type outfit, and then had to go and uh, blow my brains out. And uh, nobody was scared because they were all high. Well, actually, I found the audio. <laughs> Because I, I was trying to shoot a GoPro, so I have the audio. I can actually play it right now. crazy there's people like screaming in it and stuff so you hear i did like a little speech about like halloween thanks for coming out to the party but I'm a little <laughs> depressed and like i want to show you guys something scary and i pull out the gun and you know surprisingly 
I think a lot of people were on drugs and just kind of didn't know exactly how to react. Some people, you know, obviously thought it was fake. Whoever's idea was this was an asshole because if I was fucked up, I wouldn't want to see somebody do this. It would traumatize you. Well, it was a private party. You know, he knew pretty much everyone was there for the most part. But he's part. an asshole. Um, if, I, if any of my friends did that, uh, I I'll guess kick them in the dick. Whatever the case, it was pretty, pretty crazy. It was, you know, I've never, I don't know if, I definitely don't recommend it. But the, what if someone the like thrill, not really even a thrill, just like the weird feeling of pulling a gun out in a nightclub, not knowing what's going to happen if someone's going to jump on me or like shoot me or Stab your ass. something. And then I had it rigged up so I could blow. I put the gun in my mouth and blew my brains out the back of my head. And uh, people were like, oh, my God, was that real? So, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So in doing that and also research for some other stuff. Um, came across people dying in public situations, like on TV or in, you know, concert or in movies or this kind of stuff. And it kind of was going down this wormhole of unique circumstances where people die in public. Like that uh, politician guy. Exactly. The Budge Wire. That Hey Man, Nice Shot was written about. Yeah, Filters, Hey Man, Nice Shot. Um, I think it it was featured on the cover of a few kind of bootleg metal albums and this kind of stuff. The aftermath of like... like, Mayhem's Mayhem's CD with Dead. With Dead with his shit blown out. That's actually with the singer's uh, suicide photo. Yeah. I... If anybody out there can find me like an original pressing of that vinyl, I would be eternally grateful. You can uh, email booknadiawhite at gmail.com. Yes, for I, need, to send it. I need that. Uh, we saw it at the Museum of Death, and I've been obsessed about getting one, but it's been out of print for so long that, yeah, nobody wants to give it up. It's too fucking cool. I'm going to put it on my wall. <laughs> Well, this is, uh, you know, we, we're doing the effects test for, Budgewire was the direct reference for, so we'll post that on the Facebook page too, where we did it with you, where you're putting a fake gun up to your head, had a, a, a blood tube under your chin, and then also another one rigged up to the back of your head, so when you fire it, it looks like you're blowing out the back of your head, and then it's dripping blood out of your, your face. And then I started laughing. So for those of you who don't know who... Budge Wire is who we're talking about. It's a politician actually in Pennsylvania, not in Philadelphia, but somewhere in one of the suburbs close by. Uh, oh, was, so that was like pretty close. It was in around here, but it was things. it was in the last, 15, I think, 15 years ago, something like 15, 20 years. But whatever the case, well, it I mean, was a politician. That song's at least 15 years. Yeah, so it was, yeah, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, corrupt politician was holding a press conference saying he was resigning or whatever the, I don't remember what the exact circumstances was, but he had a gun in a manila envelope and he pulls it out on national television while it's a live press conference and blows his brains out. That's pretty fucking metal. And you can see this footage pretty, it's pretty readily available on the internet, but it was one of the first, you know, I guess of the, the golden age of television where something that graphic was televised. I'm sure, obviously, uh, JFK being assassinated uh, was probably somewhat televised. or It's definitely on film. I don't know if it was live 
at the time. I don't know if they were doing the live telecast, but this uh, is the kind of stuff we're going to talk about for the next hour. Is uh, I'm super stoked. Live on stage deaths. So we can go through it in order of, you know, there's kind of accidental deaths and then there's like medical. Uh, I already know who you're going to talk about. Who's that? Tiny Tim. Uh, he's on the list. He is on the list there. Just but... me think about Justin Martell because he's the aficionado on Tiny Tim. Justin Martell is the world's official uh, top resource uh, historian on Tiny Tim. Uh, That's so, so random. Also, shout out to those guys real quick. Uh, Justin Martell, John Brennan, and Matt Mangerides for the Joe Bob Briggs revival. Oh, yeah. That shit was cool. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder. The amazing horror hosts from the, uh, I guess, late 80s, early 90s had the TNT Monster Vision where he did drive-in movies, kind of would host a horror movie, but did a lot of fun sketches and made it really cool. Uh, it's coming back to Shudder with a Thanksgiving special, a Christmas special, and a full season of his uh, unique horror hosting abilities on Shudder. So check it out. Uh, but, so let's go to, uh, we'll start with the accidental death. Not technically accidental, I guess. Does this include people who have been murdered on stage? Uh, the, it, it did get into murders. Well, that's the thing about falling into a rabbit hole. You start looking at one thing, and then it leads to something else, and takes you like, oh yeah, I remember this, but then I don't, I don't know about this kind of thing. So, I'll start with the, kind of the lesser known people that you might not know, and then go into the more widely known, bigger things. Stranger things. Uh, Tommy Cooper. Who's that? A uh, comedian uh, who was doing a uh, a sketch on stage where he had like a cloak and an assistant was like helping him put on a cloak. And he was kind of like a slapsticky kind of uh, comedian. And he collapsed as he's putting the cloak on and the assistant thought it was part of the act. And the audience gave uproarious laughter as he fell. And uh, he basically died. You know, he had a heart attack and died on air on national TV. And it wasn't really even known until uh, it was pretty much too late. I think he actually made it to the hospital because they did realize he was, like, dying. That's fucked up. And here's some, uh, some accidental ones. Lead guitarist of the Glasgow rock band Stone the Crows. Les Harvey died after being electrocuted by his microphone while performing. Uh, there was puddles of water on the stage and it was raining and he touched the microphone that wasn't grounded and he got fried on stage in front of his fans. How many volts do you think that was? How many Um, volts does it take to kill someone? Anything over 600 volts is uh, lethal. There you go. There you go. So then uh, going from that, people that die on stage during a concert different ways this guy got electrocuted um this other guy american jazz jazz trumpeter lee morgan was shot by his common law wife during a performance at slug saloon in new york city in 1972 um so his wife killed him 
Because he's probably a Thank bastard. You. He's probably, probably running around on her. Probably sleeping around. Those those loose jazz musicians. So for all you cheating ass men out there that nice. play jazz music, your loose wife will musicians. shoot you. Uh, Dime bag. Well, then, and then I'm mean, gonna get into the more famous ones. Then I was gonna go to uh, Great White, the uh, guitarist and vocalist for the band Great White. Is that from the show that caught on fire? Yeah, the Station Nightclub, uh, December, no, February twentieth, two thousand and three, mm-hmm. which is quite a while ago. Rhode Island, ninety nine people died because they had some faulty pyrotechnics and yeah. set the stage on fire. Yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, so there was that, and then there was obviously Dimebag, Dimebag Daryl. That's a big one. He was uh, killed along with. Didn't the guy like shoot himself too? Uh, yeah, he killed three other people and wounded seven more. Uh, but they thought, you know, obviously people thought at first it was part of the show. This guy's coming out firing guns, and you know, back then it wasn't as big of a thing. You know, I mean, there was school shootings and this kind of stuff, but it wasn't happening every single day like it is now. That's insane. insane. Like, nobody nobody raises the eyebrow. Oh, there's another shooting today. Oh, there's another shooting today. I mean, it's there's been 317 or 318 shootings this year, and it's only, you know, it's just one for every single day pretty much. That makes you really paranoid to go out. That's why I don't go out. No, don't go out unless you got to. That's why I barricade myself in the. But with Dimebag Daryl, it was did a, they a say fan. Why? Yeah, a fan, a fan did it. Kind of went crazy, you know, because the band was breaking up or well, Pantora broke up, and this was a Damage Plan. This was the the Dimebag and uh, Vinnie Paul the brothers started a side project, and I want to go to Vinnie Paul's strip club it's in Texas. Yeah, he's got a good strip club in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Accidental. Going back to Accidental, Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow. Oh, yeah, that was fucked up. Uh, 1993, Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee, was shot in the chest by a prop gun. And the official story, a lot of people don't know exactly what happened. They just know that he was had a gun that was fired at him and it killed him. What it actually was was there was a gun, prop gun, that fires blanks. And a blank is an explosive charge, but it doesn't have the uh, the bullet to fire out. It's just a blank, you know, so there's the flash and the explosion, but there's no projectile. Uh, but apparently there was a projectile that was jammed in the barrel of the gun from being used before. And then when they fired the blank, it fired the projectile that was jammed in the gun into his chest and killed him. Um, and the footage did exist, but his... The, the estate or the family or his widow had it destroyed because he was killed on camera. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of another thing that led to this rabbit hole was going through, okay, death people, like real people have been killed on camera that exists. And another big one that the footage doesn't exist anymore because apparently it was too crazy uh, was the crocodile hunter. Yeah, fucking uh, was stabbed, stabbed in the chest with a stingray. I guess he was kind of like going over it, and their tails, like as a reflex, kind of go up towards their head, and it stabbed him in the chest and killed him immediately. Poisonous. Apparently. 
poisonous him right in the heart. Stabbed him in the heart. Pretty crazy. Okay. And they were shooting for a show. Okay. I grew up watching Steve Irwin. I love the Crocodile Hunter. But even as a small child, I knew this man was a dumbass living a hard time. You, I don't care how much training you have. You just don't run out and just like jump on some of the most dangerous animals in the world and put it up by your face. Boy, Crocky, ain't this a beaut? Well, I mean, it's surprising that he went that in long. That, well, that long, but not also not in a violent way. I thought alligator I mean, was going to bite alligator his leg or off. tiger or something crazy. Snake. This is like uh, a quiet death for him by comparison. And now his his daughter's doing the same thing, and she's better not go swim stingrays. Yeah, his daughter's uh, out there. His son's a uh, photographer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other public figures to have died um, in violent ways. Uh, Owen Hart, WWF, died over the edge, a pay-per-view event, one performing in 1999. Uh, he was supposed to come down from the rafters on a safety harness, but the safety lash released and Hart dropped 78 feet, bouncing chest first off the top rope, resulting in a severed aorta, with, which causes death. So like his fucking heart yeah hit the, hit the sternum too hard and it Oof. popped back and slid up and that sucks and those wrestling rings they're that like like i've had to shoot in them for different projects even falling on the mat fucking hurts they're like, built tough i mean they're, for people getting slammed around you know if they if they were less stable it actually would be more of a danger for the people you know i know but i'm just a little person yeah, but this guy fell 78 you i mean you fall feet. 78 feet from anything you even even if it's to like a box of marshmallows you're probably you're, gonna die you're done yeah just the impact alone another uh japanese wrestling 2009 mitsuhara misawa suffered a cervical spine injury while taking a suplex move during a match in japan and uh caused cardiac arrest and he died uh immediately i guess Fucking crazy. A lot of, I mean, wrestling is a dangerous, any any very physical, physical sport. sport like that is, you know, even if it's even staged if it, even if to it an is, extent. Quote, unquote, fake. You're still going through the physical motions. Uh, and then also physical stuff. A lot of, a lot of heart attacks in uh, people doing live, live stuff on stage. Uh, a lot of people dying of heart attacks. But another thing, a lot of people doing the, uh, the daredevil thing, doing like uh, evil Knievel type stunts, and uh, not working out. A big one in the eighteen eighteen hundreds, eighteen twenty through eighteen forty. People getting killed with the bullet catch trick. Do you know what that uh, is? That <laughs> just uh, explains itself. Madame Delinsky in eighteen twenty, a female half of a magic act accidentally shot and killed when performing the bullet catch trick. One of the six gunmen mistakenly loaded his rifle with a live bullet. So I guess it's supposed to be, a, a, you know, a blank. They're firing banks and then they just kind of have a bullet in their teeth. But uh, not this time. Shot. Uh, 1829, American Daredevil died in Rochester, New York during a jump into the High Falls. Uh, doing Niagara Falls. Actually, a few people have died going over the Niagara Falls as well. Oh, <laughs> Uh, 1840 magician Arnold Buck was killed while performing the bullet catch trick. The volunteer from the audience was given the gun and a bullet to load on stage. 
The bullet was a blank, but unbeknownst to Buck, the audience member inserted some nails into the gun barrel. So he was murdered. Went from a nice little magic trick to murder. What a dick. And then, obviously, the ultimate magician murder um, or death. Harry Houdini died of a ruptured appendix because he... I don't know if it was technically on stage, but something where... Big guy, Harry Dean was known for doing like, you know, taking punches to the stomach and having the stomach, stomach of steel, but it's all in muscle reflex and, you know, being prepared for it. And I guess, you know, a big guy caught him off guard and said, hey, this guy can take punch in the stomach. And he wasn't ready, punched him in the stomach and like ruptured his appendix. And then he didn't realize how bad it was. And he actually died from uh, being poisoned. Internal bleeding and sepsis. Internal bleeding all that stuff. Who else? Who else we got? Oh, this is this is one that was uh, uh, kind of sad. Uh, Harry Einstein, the father of Albert Brooks and Bob Einstein, who is uh, also known as Super Dave Osborne and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ah. Uh, um, okay. Good man. Uh, their dad died while performing at the Friars Club the Friars Club roast of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz from I Love Lucy. So uh, Shit. he had a character named the uh, the famous, uh, he was famously known as the Greek chef Nick Parkayarkarkis. Uh, and he had a long history of heart disease, but he basically had a heart attack almost immediately after performing as uh, Park Your Carcass, a pun on Park Your Carcass, his last name. And he uh, he died on stage doing a roast of uh, Lucy and Desi. You know what I'm learning from this? What's that? Um, don't play with dangerous animals. Um, don't piss anybody off. And watch your cholesterol. It's true. Words of wisdom. It's another one. You know. You know, and going even further down the rabbit hole, uh, the life and times of uh, Lucy... And Desi are amazing. I'd like to do a full episode on them at some point. Oh my god, I love them. They had a pretty amazing TV empire. They were actually responsible for Star Trek. Oh yeah. Their their production company Did worked you? with uh, Gene Roddenberry to make Star Trek a reality. So we wouldn't have Star Trek without I Love Lucy. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but back to the death. Um, live deaths caught on camera. This is a big one that a lot of people JFK. don't know too much about. Well, now JFK's that's you know everyone's talking about that. Um, John Landis uh, was tried and I, I I believe he was acquitted, but I think he did have to pay some restitution while directing the Twilight Zone movie. Was directing a scene with a helicopter, a, a staging of a scene from Vietnam, and pushed for some stuff to happen that. Yeah, was kind of against safety regulations and the helicopter crashed and decapitated actor Vic Morrow and two children. Uh, and it w- was caught on camera. Actually, you can see uh, clips of it online. You know, it's so fast, but like the guy's decapitated by the helicopter blade. It's so insane. His heads roll, roll. Um, and there was a big court case and all this kind of stuff. Um, other celebrities who kind of going off into another rabbit hole. Um, other celebrities are who have murdered people. That's another whole separate episode, but uh, sneak preview. Matthew Broderick actually killed two people in a drunk driving accident 
in his heyday when, when he was much younger it was with Sarah Jester Parker and uh, I think it was shortly after Ferris Bueller so it was kind of like he was a celebrity so it was pushed under the rug it was overseas but um, I've heard some stories he's, he's still a little shaken up about it you know who always threatened to kill themselves on stage who's that Gigi Allen he almost did it almost well, made it yeah he didn't make it he, he was always gonna kill himself. He always said he was gonna kill himself on Halloween on stage. He was close though, right? He died around Halloween. No, he died. Um, he was born in June, but he died. Well, he died after playing his last show in New York. I'm a bad GG. Well, historian. it was only it was only his last show in New York because he died the next day. Yeah, or same day. It could have been. We saw his clothes. He, he died show. in. Yeah, he's got the clothes at the Museum of Death. I bet they smell terrible. Speaking of which, it all kind of ties to that next guy we were talking about earlier. Tiny Tim. Is a mural there. It's a mural of him. The There's Gigi. actually a picture of uh, Gigi Allen hanging out with Tiny Tim at our friend's gallery, the Hyena Gallery in Burbank. That's the best uh, thing Burbank. I've ever seen. Uh, but, so your Tiny Tim suffered a fatal heart attack while turning to leave the stage during a benefit concert. So he died on stage. It's because he was fat and he did too much blow. No, he wasn't fat. Tiny Tim? He was fatty when he died. Fatter than when... Look up when he died. He was way more plump and coked out of his fucking mind. I don't know. His ticker couldn't take it. I don't know. We'll have to ask Martell about that. Yeah. We'll Um, phone a friend. Other celebrities. Other celebrities to uh, die kind of on set or in the middle of something. John Ritter actually was rehearsing... For the ABC sitcom Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter and uh, had something come come down and was rushed to the hospital and died at the hospital for some kind of heart condition. That sucks. I like John Ritter. John Ritter was great. I liked him from Three's Company the best. Three's Company, but also one of his last roles, he was in Bride of Chucky, was it? He's in one of the last Chucky movies, or not, you know, last movie that he was in. <clears throat> He's uh, playing the... Uh, father of one of the the leads and he has a pretty gruesome death scene it's pretty amazing and then more recently actors tragic actors this would be considered one of the james deans of our, or jane mansfield of our time i guess because it's such a horrific way to die how did james mansfield die uh she was in a uh car uh car accident and her head was decapitated because she went her car went under a truck and like that that's one of the reasons they have those bars now that like stop the car from going completely under because people used to get to t- decapitated when a truck would stop the car would go under and just cut everyone's heads off fuck yep you've seen any final destination movies it's in they do that in like two or three of the different i movies. can't drive behind those tractor trailers that transport cars because of i just think of final destination oh yeah i mean there's so many great scenes in movies with that you always see it coming too you know someone's head's gonna get cut or like a log truck yeah the log truck with the uh going right through the windshield uh but this guy anton yelchin in 2016 uh actor known for portraying pavel in uh the star trek reboots so I guess he was like, you know, one of the WB actor type guys and was coming up. Was that the one with Card? No. Um, That's the only one I care about. No, but this this guy's dead because he was found pinned between his car and a brick wall. 
his driveway in LA, that's one of the reasons I hate LA. Everyone's driveway, if you do have a nice driveway, usually it's on a weird incline that you have to drive up and put your emergency brake on. Um, so he, his car was up there and he went down to like get the mail or something and the car went out of uh, neutral or out of park. park or whatever and crushed in between like a cement like wall and the car. That's scary. <clears throat> so like, and people had, didn't, couldn't get in touch with him, so they went to his house, and that's how they found him. How Car long was, was still he running. there for? I mean, probably six hours or something like that. Pretty crazy. For... How long until Rigor Mortis sets in? Um, to the internet. It, I mean, it's different. For It depends on what's happening, you know? Know what I'm saying? Uh, who else we got here? Uh, this is good. Italian actor. Well, not good for him, but... Uh, actor portraying Judas in a play outside it of Rome. between two and six hours, so he was already a stiff. Hours. So yeah, I'm sure he was stiff. Um, April 2000, during the hanging scene, the actor accidentally hanged himself. His tra- tragic death was captured on video by someone who's recording the play. So he was supposed to be hanging himself in the, the play, but the harness came loose and he hung and himself. And they just Actually, thought he was acting? And yeah, they just let him go. And that's kind of what happens. Even when Brendan Lee, uh, the crow, when, you know, gets shot, you first you think, oh, wow, he's just a really good actor. actor. Oscar-winning performance. Your last performance. Oh, fuck. What else? What else is there? I don't There's know. Tons yet. of ways to die. What um, do you think's the worst way to go? I mean, that last one was pretty bad. That uh, guy getting pinned between a car and a, a wall. Because you're probably still aware for a while, too, you know? Well, it depends on which part of the car uh, injured your body. It could kill you instantly, or you could just be lingering in there until you bleed out. Which, depending on things, could be a few minutes, could be an hour. Yeah, I mean, if you get your your head crushed, it's much better than if your body gets crushed and you're stuck there bleeding out. I I think being buried alive or drowning would be the worst. I mean, buried alive is a much slower, and that's kind of yeah, it was more psychological. Aff- everything that you asphyxiate, because yeah. you're still going to be most of these things. You're still going to be remain conscious for a few minutes. You don't lose consciousness to like, you know, a minute or two, and then brain dead in three minutes. Yeah, and I feel like drowning or buried alive, you, you're more aware of it, and it's more the terror of knowing you're going to die. Um, something that would be more horrific, I think, would be like more one of these like elevator or train deaths where you get crushed in half and like you're still alive, but like when they move the train, you know you're gonna die because like all your guts fall out. That doesn't really happen. It does. There's definitely reports of it. Not very often. But but it's like a tourniquet, so like you're getting crammed in there, and like you you might not feel anything. You're completely like numb from the waist down, but. The second they move that, everything's going to leak out, you know? It's rare, but it happens. Just getting crushed by an elevator in any way sounds getting pretty Getting eaten horrific. by a big snake. Eaten by a snake. Depends on the size of the snake. If it was like from like the Anaconda movies where it's going to kill you immediately, well, maybe it'd be kind of no, cool. No, but I mean, why would that be cool? That'd be terrible. I mean, of ways to go, it's better than fucking getting stuck in an elevator. I don't know. But being set on fire. I mean, that's one of the worst, too, I would think. I think they're all pretty bad. 
Unless dying, someone shoots dying you in the sucks, back, pretty the, much shoots you in the back of the head. Yeah, go without without seeing it would be the the best way. Or a lethal injection. And the uh, the meat is the most tender that way too when it's a surprise. <laughs> or like a overdose. You just fall well, overdose, but then the meat's tainted. You can't tainted eat it. Tainted meat. You can't eat that tainted meat. You can eat the taint though. You can eat that taint. The taint. This is actually another one. This is, this is a good way to kind of roll it down, wind it, wind it out a little bit. Um, an older, older death, but also more terrifying in a way. Um, the eight musicians hired to entertain on the Titanic, the the band who played on the Titanic, basically just continued playing as the ship sank because they were they you know, all the lifeboats were gone. That everything else to do, they basically went down with the ship playing the uh, the music. Like in the shitstorm. Like in the shitstorm, we do a homage. Uh, there's a lot of homage scenes to different pop culture things and weird things that have inspired us. We found cool over the years, and one of them is as the ship is going down, there is a band playing the the song that the the band is playing uh, as they go down. On the Titanic. I forgot what the composition was. It's some kind of classical composition. Public domain composition. Of course. And here's another one. Another guy uh, died after shooting himself with a gun on a set of the TV series Cover-Up. The delay in filming and the actor John Eric Hexum became restless. So he began playing around with what he thought was an unloaded prop gun. He spun the cylinder and, as if playing Russian roulette, put the revolver to his head and pulled the trigger, and the shot caused a massive brain hemorrhaging that resulted in his death. What a dumbass. Um, Don't even a, play with fake weapons. That's more... Uh, PSA. So that, that's 1984, but fast forward, the new thing is um, Vine deaths and Instagram deaths, where you see these people like playing, oh, I got a gun, I'm playing with a gun, and they like, point at their head and they blow their brains out. I've seen that a few times. Good. Then the herd. Whoa. So, do you have any any favorites out of these, or any other ones to add? Um. No, all the ones that I really knew about, you already covered pretty thorough. I'm very surprised. Good detective skills, Sergeant. Pretty thorough. So you're going through this whole thing, and where do we end up at? You put the tummy at the end. Ah. Oh. So we're winding down. So I'll bring it to the last person that it's it's not as thrilling as some of the other deaths, deaths on the list, but it's the reason that kind of kicked all this off. And it was a very weird uh, reason that I got to it. How it all came about, how I started researching this topic was my friend Heidi who was in uh, Citizen Toxie, the Toxie Ranger Part 4, as the Toxie Ranger's wife had posted something like a memory that she was on Saturday Night Live with uh, Chris Kattan as a character called Mango. Do you remember Mango? You don't remember. It's from the, I guess, the late 90s. Chris Kattan, Corky Romano. Uh, Corky Romano, Night of the Roxbury. I just think he was so cute. Comic genius. Teen. We'll play a little clip of Mango right now, which is amazing. So funny. No one. All right. You, I'm, don't, you, I'm, don't, you don't get it now. I'm Nowadays, waiting. you have no idea. I'm waiting to hear it. Play it. Was, it. No, you play it. You're supposed to be like we heard it already. 
Well, I don't know what this is because I never heard it. Mango's here and he's here to say, get out of here. I'm going downtown. Go to a store. So let's rock it now. Hey, get out of here. Every breath you take. Every move you make. Hey, rock it now. Everybody you break. Every claim you stay. I'll be watching you. You just made some history. This is a hit record. I can feel it, okay? We're, we're gonna get you on everything. TRL, Storytellers, Diva Live. Oh, Diva Live? Yes. Oh, hey, Hi. Jennifer, hey. Listen, I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to cancel your recording session. Mango went a little long. What? Sorry, sweet cheeks, but divas can't be rushed. <laughs> you are no diva. Oh, yeah? Well, let's see who the real diva is when all the divas get together and perform with other divas on a program called Divas Live. Yeah, well, I'm gonna kick your diva ass. Oh, bring it on, J-Ho! What? I was Mango and J-Lo getting into a diva battle. So actually, Mango is... The, I'm remembering it now that Mango is like a, like a J-Lo or a Lady Gaga type character, but it's a man... A topless man, <laughs> basically. That's Chris Kattan. But he's acting kind of like Mr. Peepers, which is one of his other characters. Mr. Peepers is what? Um, Chris Kattan acting like a monkey. What happened to him? Uh, he's probably still doing Mr. Peepers. Chris Kattan, where are you? Check in with us. We're worried. You never came home last night. So you asked why this all came about and... and, and what it all came around to. So, you know, I was starting to do the research on this to uh, look at crime scene photography. Ended up getting sucked into this rabbit hole going through all these different, uh, you know, live deaths. Deaths on camera, deaths on stage, this kind of stuff. And one of the last ones I came to was a musician named Giuseppe Pino Mango. Oh. His name is Mango. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Mango. Mm. Uh, suffered a heart attack while performing on stage in southern Italy. He was one of the biggest stars in the 1980s in Italy. And then his 75-year-old brother died two days later while they were uh, getting ready for the funeral for his brother. But Just throw him in the casket, too. Um, And I think it all came about, all this... This, this searching was something, I, I think I saw something that said Chris Kattan was dead. No! <laughs> and, no! Uh, Mango came up. Oh, God. Mango, you were so thrown up by Chris Kattan, you knocked over your cup. You kicked it. You knocked it and over. you kicked the bee. You kicked everything over. Because Chris Kattan is not dead. That's the moral of the story. Mango <laughs> is alive. Um, so... This all came about because I thought Chris Kattan was dead. And then it led to a, a hole of mango. And then I just started watching mango videos on uh, YouTube. So let's end. Let's end on a high note. With mango. With some of Chris Kattan's finest, hits. greatest hits. With Mango, who is a um, backup dancer that outshines always and becomes very, very flamboyant. You'll have to see it to believe. It's a diva. 
Mango. Chris, Chris Kattan in booty shorts. Chris Kattan in booty shorts. Chris Kattan is still alive is the moral of these stories. All these people died on stage, but Chris, Chris Kattan still alive. Night of the Roxbury 2, coming soon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's about does it for us, I think. Damn, that was so, fast. Um, you know, if you guys like that kind of shit, let us know. Uh, this is definitely know. a nice change of pace and a fun, fun thing. I think we could, uh, little Halloween treats, Halloweener gearing up for Thanksgiving. You can talk about something to give you to talk about at Thanksgiving dinner. What are you thankful for, Kabuki Man? Um, uh, I'm thankful for you, Miss Naughty White. Uh, I'm thankful for you too. Oh, and all of our adoring fans. Yeah, I'm thankful all for all five of them. All the people that uh, dig I'm this. I'm thankful for Troma. Warren us doing this. Uncle Lloydy. And thankful for Uncle Lloyd. I'm thankful for Troma. And thankful Troma for cats. I'm thankful for onesies. I'm thankful for big food. I'm thankful for life. Just thankful to be yeah. uh, doing what I love and. Hanging out with cool people and uh, keeping living the dream negativity out of my life and just doing things as best I can. Yeah, life is life. Life sucks, but life is what you make of it most of the time. Um, so just fuck what everyone else says and do what you want. Yeah, as long as you're happy and you're not you're hurting safe, anybody not without hurting their anyone. consent. Just keep it going. Do what you want to do. So, yeah, we'll end on a high note here. Awesome. With all this death and destruction, let's go out with Mr. Chris Catan and some of Mango. Mango's greatest hits. Yeah, that does it all for us here on After Dark with Nani White. We'll be back with a lot more new episodes. We're going to try to do once a week. Second season. Uh, once a week, we're going to try. Don't make any promises. You can't keep. We got a lot of travel. I and said stuff. try. We're going to try. We're going to try. But check us out on all the social medias. Uh, you can see my roommate Doug Sackman, uh, D O U G S A K M A N N at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and on all the www.dougsackman.com, and of course Miss Nadia White. Where can we find you? On Twitter at Nadia White Triple X, Instagram Nadia White Official, ClubNadiaWhite.com, YouTube.com/slash White. Miss Nadia White on uh, mini vids. I want clips. Um, and clips for sale. Um, I think that's it. All that stuff. Yeah. And we'll be back in the coming weeks. Uh, head us up on Facebook. You can email uh, booknaughtywhite at gmail.com if you have ideas for uh, podcasts, podcast things we can do. And, uh, oh, and uh, question, go, comments, go vote for uh, the news we did oh yeah on facebook and uh, check us out on after dark with nani white on facebook groups all right peace bitches sayonara motherfuckers Jennifer, 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 what's going on here? What's the problem? It's this dancer. He's awful. Awful or great? Awful. Now get out of here. <laughs> I know every casting director in town, you'll never work in this business again. Sorry about that, Jenny. He's my son. <laughs> Listen, I think I got just the guy for you. He's, he caught his act at a, at a wonderful little strip club called Beef Cape. It's a male strip club. I went there by mistake. Long story, okay? <laughs> 
But anyway, I just fell in love with him. Come on out here, Mango. acupuncture on my hoo-ha. Mango, Mango, listen, mm -hmm. listen. We don't have a lot of time, okay? Okay. You, can you do this for me? Yes. Can you? Mm. Okay? You good? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Let's have places. Let's have places and let's settle and action. in the recording studio. You're gonna be bigger than Jennifer Lopez. Hey! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I guess a star is born. <laughs> what? What about my video? Mango's here and he's here to say, get out of here, I'm going downtown. Go to a store, so let's rock it now. Hey, get out of here. Every breath you take. You just made some history. This is a hit record. I can feel it, okay? We're, we're gonna get you on everything. TRL, Storytellers, Diva Live. Oh, Diva Live? Yes. Oh, hey, hey, Jennifer, hey. Listen, I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to cancel your recording session. Mango went a little long. What? Sorry, sweet cheeks, but divas can't be rushed. <laughs> you are no diva. Oh, yeah? Well, let's see who the real diva is when all the divas get together and perform with other divas on a program called Divas Live. Yeah, well, I'm gonna kick your diva ass. Oh, bring it on, J-Ho! What? Room. Really? Is that what you're wearing tonight? Yes. How embarrassing for you. I see you're still shopping in the women's section. <gasps> oh, what the frick? <laughs> this is a men's cut. Why does everybody think I'm the homo gay? Oh, why, 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 why? Maybe I know why. Why? Look, 
you little bitch. You better watch it. You get in J-Lo's way and you're gonna pay. Can you pay a rainbow to be less beautiful? Oh, can you piss off a Puerto Rican and live to tell about it? Can you talk to the hand for a second here? Can you eat food through a tube after I cut you? Can you cut food with a tube after I eat you? Uh, no! Such is Mango. Oh! Slut! Whore! Skank! Tramp! Fruit! Oh, why you?